Hello there, my name is Lewis James and I'm a composer, video game music enthusiast and all-round nerd. Now video game music has always inspired me and fascinated me throughout my life. For anyone that's counting, that's almost 30 years. The ability to immerse myself in different worlds, stories and environments and have the music act as a gateway to these mystical places never ceases to amaze me. So many boundaries have been broken in such a short space of time because of this medium. I invite you to join me as I analyse some of the greatest video game soundtracks of all time. Welcome to my Melodies of Life. The first thing you're probably wanting to ask me right now is, isn't this supposed to be a two-week show? Why is this a week late? Well, I have all the answers right here. Admin time is back. First of all, I just want to apologise for the delay. A lot had happened over the last two weeks alone in my personal life. I celebrated my 30th birthday, I'm attending more networking events as a composer now, and my day job is starting to become more and more prevalent as the summer season starts to develop. In summary, I had no time at all to write a script for this episode, let alone record and publish it, until the day I was supposed to be uploading it in the first place. Another factor that somewhat held me back was figuring out how to structure the next few episodes. But no matter, that has all been sorted and the original bi-weekly schedule should resume. Now it is time to bask in the musical glory of one of the greatest video games to come out of the 2000s, Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater. Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater was originally going to be developed for the then upcoming PlayStation 3, but the console ended up taking longer than planned to be finalised and ready for an official public reveal. So everything had to be scaled back to fit the PS2. The next generation ambitions are made abundantly clear when the game released, back in November 2004 for North America, December 2004 for Japan, and March 2005 for Europe and Australia. The environments are bigger in scale and fleshed out. The mechanics have been updated so much that they could be their own mini-games, and the music has become even more grandiose. Harry Gregson Williams and Norihiko Hibino return to provide the music, with the latter providing the game's main theme, aptly named Snake Eater, with vocals provided by Cynthia Harrell. While I do the story synopsis, let's listen to how the main theme already sets the tone for the events that lie ahead of us. Mars spoilers ahead. At the height of the Cold War, America's greatest agent, a woman known only as The Boss, defects to the Soviet Union. At the same time, an extremist named Colonel Volgin 
fires an American-made portable nuclear missile at the Soviet Design Bureau OKB-754, sparking an international incident. In order for America to clear its name and avoid World War III, the boss's last apprentice, a man named John, also known as Jack and codenamed Naked Snake, is dispatched by the Special Forces Unit Fox to assassinate the woman who taught him everything. Anyone familiar with the time period will already know the tone that music is setting. The 1960s, the Cold War, and spy operations. Remind you of anyone? If you guessed James Bond, you'd be absolutely right. Bond mania would be starting right about this moment. Only two films from that series would be out, Doctor No and From Russia With Love. The next film to be released would be Goldfinger, which would be out later in the year that Snake Eater is based, 1964. So of course, a pastiche of the theme tune that made Dame Shirley Bassey the powerhouse of performance that she is today would be perfect for this game. But what about the game itself? Does the rest of the soundtrack keep up the same trend as Snake Eater? Well, Yes and no. The majority of the game is set in the Russian jungle, and a lot of the music does reflect that. If you can hear it. Yes, you heard that right. A first in the series. There is no music while Snake is undetected. So a lot of the music that you'll hear will be from fights and cutscenes. So there won't be as much ground to cover as Metal Gear Solid 2. Long story short, I'm going to go back to just highlighting my own personal favourites from the game just this once. Trust me, Metal Gear Solid 4 is going to need a lot more attention than this when it comes to the music. But I'm going off topic. Now, as always, let's start at the beginning. I'm not going to be looking at the game's take on the Metal Gear Solid main theme just yet, and I'll get to why later. The game actually starts with Naked Snake being sent to the fictional Russian jungle of Selinoyask to carry forward with his mission, with flashbacks to his briefing with his commanding officer, Major Zero. The music that accompanied this briefing is a piece that show the seriousness of the situation. Let's have a listen at Mission Briefing. Cold War always had nuclear deterrence as its focus. With that comes someone who wants to tip that balance and start another world war. Snake's mission is all about rescuing the rocket scientist that is being exploited to fulfill such means, and taking out anything and anyone that can cause an immediate threat to the security of the United States. All while operating in stealth. Not an easy task at all. This also includes having to survive on your own in the jungle as well. The music's minimalism represents Snake being in a solo mission, in a not dissimilar way as the brass 
the bass and the percussion act as the brass's backup, just like Snake with Zero and the rest of his team. There are three alert themes that have their own quieter evasion themes and two caution themes in Metal Gear Solid 3. Out of all of those, I can only pick one that I consider to be my highlight in combat music from this game. What I have chosen is the alert theme you hear when you are spotted in the enemy's main base that serves as the hangar for this game's super weapon, a predecessor to the concept of Metal Gear. This is Battle in the Base. Out of all of the alert themes that have been scored so far in the chronology of this series, this one, Battle in the Base, is the only one that gave me the idea of initially getting spotted, trying to find somewhere to get away, only to find nothing, instantly outnumbering yourself by having the entire base on your tail, and wishing for a miracle that would get you out of this predicament in one piece. The second half of the alert phase, before it fades into the evasion phase, has this section when all the strings and the woodwind share the same melody, and all the brass and the percussion share the same counter melody. This depicts the situation of one versus everyone and the odds being against you so well. I'm surprised this isn't a boss theme, because the impact is just as strong as one. No wonder this is Metal Gear Solid 3's musical representation in Super Smash Bros. Brawl to accompany Solid Snake in his debut for the series. Now we move on to my favourite boss theme. A lot of the boss themes share the same instrumentation and structure but with differing textures to match the emotion that each character carries into battle. These emotions include pain, fear, fury, joy, and true oblivion. But there is one unique scenario in the game that has never been duplicated, at least to my knowledge. A trip down the river Styx during a near-death experience and encountering every single life you have snuffed out and face the consequences of your actions. This is the theme of the Sorrow. Depending on how many enemies you have killed, how long you stay here may differ. That doesn't change the fact that this piece is possibly the most unnerving of the entire Metal Gear series, even topping the Mantis hymn. It keeps all of the traits of what makes ghostly music so recognisable, 
without overstepping it to the point of parody. Partway through, you'll hear what sounds like a percussion instrument similar to that of maracas or cabasa. As the sound starts to crescendo, you'll eventually figure out that it's actually steadily paced breathing, symbolising an attempt at resuscitation. Anyone who has gone through an NDE might relate to this. I haven't personally been through one myself, but I'll be interested to see if something like this is close to a musical representation. Answers on a postcard, please. I mentioned earlier in the episode that I didn't want to look at this game's version of the Metal Gear Solid main theme until later on. The reason is the entire first half of this version ended up becoming a theme for the character of Naked Snake and Big Boss and everything affiliated with him. I don't want to focus on the main MGS motif as there is no significant change from MGS2 aside from the ending. But let's listen to this brand new section that seemed to be sprouted out from nowhere and used all over the marketing, but only used in one scene for the whole game. Shall we? I always thought that this was its own theme. It was only after researching the soundtrack that I found out this was actually the beginning of the main theme. It sums up the character of Naked Snake and his evolution to Big Boss prior to the Outer Heaven Uprising. Determined, loyal, and he knows who his friends and enemies are, especially after the defection of his mentor, the boss. He also knows the disasters that will follow if nuclear warheads fall into the wrong hands. The steady but firm string motif bring out Snake's stubbornness and stoicism towards the success of his mission. The melody is telling us that all of his brutal and tough training regimes all lead up to this moment and has shaped him into the man he has become. Ergo, shaping the foundation for the future legend that is the ultimate soldier. Despite having far less music than MGS2, MGS3 still packs a punch when it counts. More people know the game more for its mechanics and story, sure, but the music shouldn't be underestimated. While you go for your next inevitable playthrough of this game before the release of Metal Gear Solid Delta, pay closer attention to the music and how much it complements what is happening on screen. Special props go to the ending themes that I didn't have time to cover here. Rika Muranaka's ending theme for this game, Don't Be Afraid, with vocals by Elisa Fiorillo, 
and Way to Fall by Star Sailor. Both brilliant tracks that deserve some love. Anyone who is as familiar to Metal Gear Solid 4 Guns of the Patriots and its music as I am will also know that I will need a lot of time to go through the highlights of the soundtrack. The game has five different environments, each with their own portion of the soundtrack, and a demanding end of an era climatic story to boot. I can already foresee the burnout coming from a mile away. So I'll announce that Metal Gear Solid 4 will be the last soundtrack that I will analyze for this series. If you would like me to talk about more of the franchise's music, let me know by emailing me or contacting me via my social media, all of which can be found via my website, lewisjamesmusic.com. I want to do more of the podcast on a more regular basis, but that will not be possible without the help that comes from Kofi donations. As always, I'll put the link in the description of the episode. Thank you to everyone who has listened up to this point, and I'll be back with possibly the most ambitious group of episodes of the podcast so far. This has been a Lewis Strange production of My Melodies of Life.